Hello and welcome back to the Scenario 7 podcast. My name is Sam and I'm here today with the wonderful Matt Collier. Matt, how are you doing, mate? I'm doing good, thank you, Sam. How are you? I'm doing very well. And today we are bringing you an Austrian Grand Prix preview. We haven't been here since last year where we had two races, one being the Styrian Grand Prix and one being the Austrian Grand Prix. But we will come on to that in a moment. But first, we're going to kick off our preview by playing Have I Got F1 News For You, returning after a short break last week. This is where we talk about the whatever's in the news surrounding F1 in the week following a race. And this one is definitely catered towards Austria, but it's a general thing throughout the season as well. So I'm going to read out the headline of an article and Matt has got to guess the missing word, first things first. So the article is uh, from GP fans and the headline is... Bottas demands F1 removing blank sausage curbs. Yellow? Yeah, no, not yellow. I'll read it again. I'll give you another one. Bottas demands F1 remove blank sausage curbs. Big. Not big. Now, should I give you a clue? Go on, I'll just keep saying loads of colours and loads of... (laughs) (laughs) Lots of different colours. It is the name of a popular quiz show on BBC One (laughs) or Two or whatever it's on. Um, I'm going to relate to curbs. I'll, I'll give you another clue. It is hosted by Richard Osman. Just give, just give me the first letter. I was like, P. Oh, it's B. Brilliant. I already said big. P. 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 Oh, P. Yeah. Uh, poor? No, because poor curbs. No, I, I don't know. <laughs> the answer is pointless. So pointless. Bottas demands F1 remove pointless sausage curbs is the title. So he has uh, urged F1 to get rid of the sausage curbs after cars were again sent flying at the British Grand Prix. Sausage curbs are designed to prevent drivers from cutting corners by running beyond the existing curbs to gain an advantage. While the concrete slabs are unquestionably good at serving this purpose, they've also have the unwanted side effect of throwing a car into the air if it approaches at the wrong angle. This was highlighted again at Silverstone last week in an F2 race where Dennis Halger was forced off the track and slid along the track before hitting a sausage curb and flying directly into the halo of Roy Nassani. Now, the question I want to ask you, Matt, is do you think that F1 should get rid of sausage curbs? Um, I think there's better ways of approaching it. Um, they can be a bit dangerous at times as we already explained uh, with what happened in F2 um, I think Austria's got one on the last corner um, 
from experience of doing on the F1 game, if you get that corner wrong, you end up going flying. Um, but yeah, it's it's bit it's not very good for safety reasons. Um, they're normally quite thick and massive and chunky, um, which causes loads of problems for the the wheels when they get hit. Um, yeah, I think there's other solutions, whether it's like gravel, or even maybe a bollard um, would probably be suitable. Um, but yeah, I, I think maybe they should try and rework um, these big curbs. Um, I remember, I think it was Verstappen at Monaco discussing some of the curbs that Monaco were just like too too big and causing problems. So it's it's not the first time a topic like this has been discussed. Mm, yeah, it's certainly not the first time. And I agree with Bottas. Apparently, he's going to bring it up in the driver meeting before the Grand Prix in Austria this weekend. But yeah, I think they should go. They are, I mean, in a time, especially after the British Grand Prix, where we've seen how far safety has come with the introduction of the halo and pretty much saving Zhou Guanyu's life. It needs to keep innovating because we've had so many instances of a car being flung into the air, going off these curbs, which is just a massive safety risk. I mean, landing on top of a halo of another car and just even like damaging themselves I remember there was a European race at Monza last year where a driver went over a sausage curve, went flying into the air and then into a barrier, which could have caused a lot of damage. They were put in to stop people cutting corners. But realistically, with the way that technology has advanced, in 2022, track limits are monitored so closely now And you could easily keep track of track limits. I mean, if you're the FIA, pretty easily. So I feel like there's just not even a need for it anymore because if a driver is taking advantage of just cutting a corner, well, then the FIA can just punish them by giving them a penalty. So I feel like that they should get rid of these curbs and things that damaging the cars and could potentially have a detrimental effect on the driver and should instead look to the FIA to install stricter um, stricter track limits. And that's the way I think they should combat it. So an interesting issue, and it'll be interesting to see if anything comes from the driver meeting that they're going to have before the race. But now let's get back to the preview and first, we'll talk about the track. So this is the Red Bull Ring, and it is a 4.318 kilometer circuit with three DRS zones, 10 corners and 71 laps. Matt, what are your thoughts on this track? Um, I really like it, um, especially in qualifying, seeing the cars push to the absolute limit. Um, it's really satisfying as well. Uh, really tricky on the F1 game to get a perfect lap around Austria. Um, There's normally really good racing. Um, Yeah, as I said, no room for error around Austria in a qualifying lap, especially with the curbs, as you've already explained. And yeah, there's there's been loads of good qualifying sessions and races. So uh, yeah, very much uh, like this track. 
Yeah, it is, as you said, a very small track. But as the age-old age saying goes, it's not about the size, it's about what you do with it. And the Red Bull ring packs a lot into a short lap. The first half rewards power as the cars blast along the three straights separated by a pair of uphill right-handers. But then as the drivers work their way downhill, the circuit becomes more like a roller coaster ride as the cars are flying through a series of quick corners. I really like this track. I think that the racing here is pretty good with plenty of overtaking opportunities, lots of DRS zones to exploit. And it also has a mixture of gravel, grass and asphalt runoff areas. So if you go wide, you are in trouble because last year, let's look at Leclerc uh, when Perez pushed him off twice. Uh, Perez when Norris pushed him off. Hamilton went over uh, completely messed up turn one and got damaged to the bottom of his car and it had a detrimental effect and you missed out of a penalty. So... It's um yeah it's a, it's a great circuit great racing one of the best things about it is I think the backdrop to the track is just absolutely stunning it's a track that I'd love to visit because just in the in the Austrian mountains oh it, it is it's stunning and it's a great track it really is let's go back to last year's race in Austria and for this one we're going to talk about the Austrian Grand Prix, not the Styrian Grand Prix, because that was the latest, uh, well, that was the one that was after the Styrian and so closest to this one. So, so on the Saturday, Max Verstappen took pole with Lando Norris in second and Perez coming third. On lap one, Esteban Ocon retired after colliding with the Alfa Romeo of Antonio Giovinazzi and breaking his front suspension, causing a safety car. On lap four, Lando Norris, who was running second at the time, tried to defend against the Red Bull of Sergio Perez at turn four, which resulted in Perez going off track and joining back in 10th. Norris was later awarded a five-second penalty. Then Sergio Perez was he received two five-second penalties, having been judged to have forced Leclerc off track on lap 41 and 47. On the last lap, Kimi Raikkonen collided with the Aston Martin of Sebastian Vettel, meaning Vettel was unable to finish the race. And then by taking pole the fastest lap and then the race win and leading every lap of the race, Max Verstappen achieved his first career Grand Slam. And you had Valtteri Bottas picking up a very good second in a good race for him and Lando Norris getting the final podium position. Now, Matt, what is your memory? What is a memory you have from the last race? Um, I've gone for... Uh, well, two British drivers and how well they did in qualifying. Um, George Russell um, got through to Q3 um, on the medium compound tyres. Uh, this is when the rules of what you qualify in Q2, you start the race on. Um, so for him to get through to Q3 on the medium tyres was a massive achieve achievement, especially in the Williams and end up starting the race P9. Um, it was very lucky, unlucky in the race. Um, he was P2 
P10, trying to hold off Fernando Alonso, but in that Williams, he just couldn't quite do it and uh, missed out on points. And then the other Brit um, in qualifying was Lando Norris. Um, he was so close to getting pole, uh, 0.48 seconds of getting pole, and it literally came down to the last corner uh, where Verstappen managed to beat him. So, yeah, um, they're my memories from last year. Yeah, the Britons definitely did very well in qualifying last year. The memory I'm going for, well, I'll give you a clue, I'm not going for Sergio Perez picking up 10 seconds worth of penalties because, yeah, it still pains me. I actually remember at the time just trying to defend him, like, nah, the FI were wrong, never penalties. But, yeah, looking back at them again on a little recap today, I was like, yeah, it's really can't really defend him. So instead, I've gone for Kimi Raikkonen's last lap antics. And of course, with Kimi Raikkonen, you know, it was his last year in the sport. He didn't really care. He was just there for the vibes. And as Max Verstappen crossed the line to secure his very impressive race win, a race win that looked never in doubt, we had some yellow flags pop up in the top left. And... For a while, we were wondering, well, what's happened here? Like, what has gone on? It's the last lap as someone, like, had a technical issue. What's happened? And then we finally get to see, and <laughs> we have a Aston Martin in the wall and just Kimi Raikkonen having dropped slightly. And it was, it, it was just amazing. I love watching the incident because it's so bizarre. Because what happened is Kimmy had clearly just lost concentration and was slowly like drifting to the left, which which was the direction that Vettel was coming. And he just gave him a little tap and it put Vettel in the wall and completely DNF'd him, which meant that even though he only had a few corners to go, he, he actually didn't end up getting into um it didn't end up getting classified because he dnf'd which was quite funny but um yeah it was such a bizarre moment for someone as experienced as Kimi Raikkonen that was just a, a head loss moment but who cares the Iceman does what he wants it was uh it was it was a nice bit of humor to um end the last race and let's look at some predictions for the upcoming race in Austria, starting with how the predictions table looks after Britain. And just a reminder that all these points are done on averages because it means that people that aren't here a lot can still, or oh, they're still in a chance of winning and getting some good uh, leeway in the battle. And that actually paid dividends this week. So starting with top, and Matt, you are still top uh, with an average of three points so you've been there for quite a while doing some solid stuff i am in second with an average of 2.6 i'm I'm on my way matt i'm catching you i got four points in britain which i was very happy with because i predicted that joe would be first safety car slash red flag on lap one and i predicted that lap one would be the time that the first accident would happen and I said Hamilton would come third so I was I was pretty happy with that and then Josh has actually climbed massively from an average of one point to 2.5 into third as he also got four points 
at Silverstone. So a great showing from him. Then in fourth place is Joe Roberts, still on 1.8 points. And then in fifth is Robert on 0.5. And now to the predictions. And let me quickly run through what we will first predict. So the first things we're going to predict are first accident and the lap it happens, first safety car slash red flag and the lap it happens, first pit stop, the lap it happens, first blue flag, the lap it happens, and then who's going to get the most overtakes and how many overtakes you think they're going to get. This is a sprint weekend, but these predictions are for the main race. So I know that we did it. I don't remember who predicted it last time, but they predicted it and then they got the first accident right if it was the sprint race. But that doesn't count, I'm afraid. It's just for the normal race. So I'll kick us off. So for first accident, I've gone for Pierre Gasly on lap one. Don't uh, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't really have any explanations for this, but might happen. For first safety car slash red flag, Esteban Ocon, lap one, because he did last time and caused the safety car. So seems like decent logic. First pit stop, Pierre Gasly, lap one. I don't know what's going on this week. I've just kind of mixed it up because I was getting a bit bored, like going Schumacher, uh, Latifi, Joe. I thought I'd mix it up and go for a few different teams. Yeah, really experiment. Push the boat out. Um, for first blue flag, oh, I've, I've really pushed the boat out with this one. It's Nicholas Latifi on uh, lap 28. Maybe, I hope to be proved wrong and he gets an amazing qualifying again, but we'll have to wait and see. And then for most overtakes, I've gone for Sebastian Vettel with seven because I feel like he'll start towards the back and make his way forward. But yeah, those are my five predictions. But Matt... What five have you gone for? Now, they're, they're very interesting. Um, first accident, um, I've also gone lap one, and I've gone with Lance Stroll. Uh, first safety car slash red flag, I've gone lap zero. I don't think there'll be a safety car red flag. First pit stop, uh, Stroll lap one. I think lap one Stroll could end badly. Uh, first blue flag, very similar. Latifi, but I've gone with lap 33. Uh, most overtakes, I've gone with Kevin Magnussen with eight. Oh, some interesting predictions. And normally we go straight to the podium here, but we're still going to predict the podium. But this time, because it's a sprint weekend and we have to incorporate something sprint into this preview, we are going to predict the sprint podium as well as the main podium. So I'm going to get this out of the way really quickly. I'm going Leclerc in third for the sprint because I think that Ferrari are still the second best team despite the Mercedes improvements, but they're not as good as the Red Bull. I have Perez in second and Verstappen in first. I mean, it's the Red Bull ring. It's their home track. They look unbeatable anyway this year. They're going to win the constructors. They're going to win the drivers with one of Perez or Verstappen. I'm hoping Perez, probably Verstappen, but I think they're going to be dominant here. And yeah, that's my sprint podium. And to get out of the way, that's also my other podium as well. I think it's going to be unchanged. Leclerc, Perez, Verstappen for both my sprint podium and my main podium. But 
Matt, what have you gone for? Have you got any changes between the two of them? Uh, it's very, very, very similar. Um, sprint, I've gone with Verstappen, Leclerc, Perez. In the race, I've gone Verstappen, Perez, Leclerc. Oh, so, so a slight difference, a uh, bit of bit of a uh, bit of difference there, but yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. Hopefully, there's a bit more of a fight than we're predicting. As yeah, Red Bull are looking very good, but that wraps up our preview of the Austrian Grand Prix for this weekend. Uh, if you liked it, remember to like and subscribe. Comment your predictions down below. If you want to stay up to date with what is happening at the Scenario 7 podcast, then our links are in, our, in the description. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you in the next one.